I'm Corey Novotny. I'm Brian Wells. And you're listening to He's Done It, a mostly sports podcast. So with that, the 2023-24 NFL season is in the books. Not the best season by any means. A lot of injuries, a lot of bad play around. Our team's didn't really give us a whole lot of optimism at least mine did in wins but it was fake optimism in the end and uh that being said I'm sad that football is over every year when the Super Bowl ends it's like yeah it's excited it comes around but also like now we got seven eight you know six seven months until games come back in September yeah I really don't think it was the greatest NFL season in general and then adding on the fact that our teams but specifically my team just (laughs) just absolutely sucks now that doesn't help and like you said plenty of injuries not a lot of great teams in the NFL uh but with that being said no matter how the season plays out once the Super Bowl is over it is a little sad once it ends right I know it's always kind of like mixed emotions as it ends and it's 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 nice that you know we got warmer weather on the way at least I probably do sooner than you even though the groundhog didn't see a shadow I keep seeing lots of alerts about heavy snow and storms coming through New England but uh you know we do have you know things like March Madness coming up opening day the Masters everything with spring eventually leading into the summer so definitely some things to look forward to but of course let's wrap it up and react to the Super Bowl an all-time classic even though it didn't look like it was going to be all that great in the first half and um, the first the first at least the first half I would say maybe uh halfway through the third quarter even at least that right looked like a pretty I don't want to say bad football game because it wasn't like Patriots Rams. No, it was actually it was Super, good Super Bowl Fifty Three. It, it was good defense. Offense. There's yeah. there's plenty of good defense. Yes, in the beginning of the game, McCaffrey fumbled the ball away, and then you saw the Chiefs there in the red zone. And then all of a sudden, Pacheco fumbles the ball away, and so even though they had some costly turnovers in the beginning, you could say it was a lot of good defense too. Right. Yeah, we really had two really cool highlights with the um, <laughs> the 52-yard pass to Michael Hardman that I, I don't know what happened with the Niners defender losing the ball in the sun even though the game was indoors. And then, uh, of course, the Juwan Jennings touchdown pass to Christian McCaffrey, but uh, got great down the end. And that was uh, certainly an exciting finish. When a game goes overtime, it's always going to be considered a classic, especially when it's the second ever in the Super Bowl. And... Coming into this game, I definitely found myself leaning more toward the Chiefs just for like selfish reasons of the, you know, between the Steelers, Niners tying each other, even like the Brock Purdy factor with Kenny Pickett. And then, of course, the whole Patriots dynasty comparing the Chiefs, whatever. Um, It seemed like you were kind of also leaning more toward the Chiefs for different reasons. But yeah, so uh, but beginning the Super Bowl week or weeks, uh, I I bet the Chiefs. and but who was I rooting? Who was I rooting for? I'll admit, as the game played on, in I mean, I didn't care that much one way or the other. Right, I was uh, the whoever same won or lost. I I still felt that way from start to finish. But I'll admit, I I gotta say, seeing the Chiefs win a third time now in in this era, the Chiefs already halfway there to the Patriots dynasty, and Mahomes is now three sevenths of the way there to Brady. Even though I'm definitely a Mahomes fan, unlike most Patriots fans, I gotta say this this kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so even, this is probably the one, you know. Like before it happens, it's like, oh yeah, I can still appreciate him. But after this, now now that he has three, it's like, all right, 
you you gotta stop winning now. You can't win for another ten years like Brady now. <laughs> right. So the conversations though, are absolutely being had right now. Even though I'm definitely a fan of the guy, appreciate how great he is, because there are a lot of similarities to Brady, where no matter how the game plays out, and no matter how bad the offense looks, uh, it, you can't ever count out someone like him. Right. And there are def- and there's definitely a horseshoe up horseshoe up his ass, just like Brady, where <laughs> even though um, both guys are great all time great quarterbacks, there's also a lot of luck. No, there's well. a ton you of luck. You can't, yeah. there, there's plenty of luck. You can't, you can't, can't win a Super Bowl deny without it. it, let alone several Super Bowls back to back. You know, as many as those guys did. Yeah. So even though he's absolute all time great quarterback, and he's only getting started, the fact that he's had this much success already in six years, and I know Brady had three Super Bowls as well early in his career. It's still gross that <laughs> wow, like we had the greatest dynasty ever, the greatest quarterback ever, and now there's already a team and a quarterback that's already on this path of where it's possible that they can catch up. And that terrifies me because the Niners, look, they weren't perfect. Of course they lost, but if they played, in my opinion, if they played any other team in the league on Sunday, even Baltimore, I I believe the Niners would have won that game. So, but because of Patrick Mahomes and, uh, you know, a lot of good defensive plays as well uh, early, early in the game for Kansas city, even though their offense sucked ass in the beginning, uh, still that that can't count them out, especially with Mahomes. No, I mean that's four Super Bowls he's played in. All four he's been down by double digits. All four down at halftime, and three of them he's won. So and he's beaten every his only three playoff losses. Two of them are to Brady and one to Burrow. Everyone else he's beaten, and that right. that terrifies me. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's at the point where. As much as I can sit here and be like, well, he hasn't hurt the Steelers. When he beats the Steelers in the AFC Championship game, maybe I'll you know, change my opinion on him. <laughs> but it's also kind of like, man, this team, like they sucked all year. And they still yeah, won the oh, Super Bowl. It was like, week 16. It was week 16, and they were – I mean, they sucked ass on Christmas Day versus the Raiders. Like, oh, this team's going nowhere. And not – but – the fact that they beat, I mean, Miami in the cold, that, that that didn't surprise anybody. But, and not that it surprised, not that it was surprising they made it to the Super Bowl, but just, wow, they went on the road and they beat Buffalo. Like, final, but, Buffalo finally gets a, right. a home game versus Mahomes, and, and they still lose. And then they go into Baltimore against the, the M- MVP in Lamar Jackson. They make him look like an idiot in that game. <laughs> uh-huh. And and then the Super Bowl happens, and of course Shanahan uh, chokes away another Super Bowl, ten, three Super Bowls as a coordinator and a head coach. All three Super Bowls, he had a ten point lead and lost all of them. Right, and, one and of them a twenty five point him and, lead. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they look like they look terrible offense for their standards. Their standards, right. Uh, they right, look which, pretty bad all year offensively. Which even then, there were times they just looked bad. Not even just by their yeah. standards, like they just looked like a bad offense a lot of this season too. So, was it a little surprising? A little, but at the same time, it's it's Mahomes. It was <laughs> just, the I, the toughest path to the Super Bowl based on DVOA ever. It was a more difficult path than the 
2007 wildcard New York Giants who went through a 13 and 3 Cowboys team, I think a 13 and 3 or 12 and 4 Packers team and Packers an team, undefeated yep. Patriots. And then the undefeated team. Patriots. <laughs> yeah, this, you know, this was considered more difficult based on the quality of opponents when you adjust for everything. Yeah, a, a, and according to Warren Sharp, apparently the Chiefs had a a rest disadvantage. Oh for yeah, like right. Every game seven straight 12. games at the end of the year, too. Yeah, right. It's just it's it's incredible like what what's happened with this team but it's also like when are they going to end you know i i want to sit here and say oh bold prediction they're not going to three peat but like i don't know that i'm really confident in that no i that's the thing is that when i look at these other teams just looking at the afc to start with okay bills ravens bengals like those are the ones that come immediately to mind i guys we got to see some like real imp- look they're they're definitely great teams but we guys see a, like a real drastic change with I for me to pick them over Kansas City because Kansas City this is a year where they even though they I know they just won but they kind of shouldn't have right I know. <laughs> just the it's way just, the year played out yeah now that it's all played out it's just like looking back coming into the playoffs it was like hey you gotta watch it for Kansas City you know they got the magic in them but I didn't really believe it and then all of a sudden it actually happens it's like it's just week after week. Buffalo Bills fans are like, what just happened? We're at home. We finally get him at home, and we lose in just devastating fashion. Baltimore fans, first home AFC championship game. You feel like you're your favorites and everything, and then you play Super your worst Bowl game colors. of the season. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You got that going for you. And then the Niners, it's like there are ways to criticize this team, and I do want to get into that. But based on other performances, you I don't come away from this game you're like, oh, Brock Purdy sucked. And like, oh, Kyle Shanahan, no, like, gotta get rid I, of him. It's just, bro, they just bro, ran into Mahomes. Yeah, bro, like, Brock Purdy, look, there. it definitely drives me crazy when people say he sucks, and there, it drives me crazy when people say he's elite. But he's a, he's a solid quarterback. I would take him on my team. I, I know he benefits a lot with having the the weapons that he has and the, the offensive-minded coach that he has and Shanahan and the scheme they run. So he, yes, he benefits a lot from those things, but he's also a solid, tough quarterback that makes some good throws at times. And I know he wasn't really that great in the other two playoff games, but he did lead them to comeback victories, and he didn't have any costly turnovers in this game. And and look, look, he's still the weak link of their offense because I think there were moments in that in that game where they should have leaned on McCaffrey more, or maybe just the running game in general yeah, because McCaffrey was McCaffrey was gassed at times. He, he had like thirty <laughs> uh, touches. Like maybe get Elijah Mitchell in there a little bit instead of just like one measly carry. Right. Um, so I don't. So McCaffrey's still the 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 guy that makes their offense go and not Purdy, but because because again, like there were times in that game where. The Chiefs wanted him to throw. Where uh, there was yeah, a I mean, point in the, the third quarter where there were th- the three straight three and outs, and eight of the nine plays were passes. And um, so, even though Purdy's definitely a solid quarterback, I would definitely take him over Jimmy. <laughs> um, and he's Trey definitely Lance. in the top half, maybe top ten. Yeah, Trey Lance, of course. But okay, he's not Mahomes. Like, right. I mean, <laughs> there's no shame in that. He First year in the league, he's Mr. Irrelevant, and he leads his team to an NFC Championship game, and then he leads them to a Super Bowl the very next year. It's like, I don't look at Brock Purdy as like, oh, like, like, of course, like he cost him this game. No, of course not. He, he played a solid game, not great. Um, definitely some miscues you, you wish you could have back if you're them, but his offensive at, like, line is a problem. I think that's the weak link of this roster. Is like, yeah, and Trent Williams, the one strong suit, he's now mid 
to late thirties, even though he's right. still a really great left tackle. It's like you don't know how long that's gonna last. You know, when right. you're you're up at that age, and I mean, in this game, that's really what it was. When the Chiefs got pressure, I mean, Chris Jones had a monster game. And uh, just like other guys, like Leo Chanel, uh, just I'd never heard of Out him. Out of nowhere. He was like yeah. a star in this game. Mike Pennell was awesome on their interior line. Legereus Sneed was not great. He had a missed tackle oh, but on the, a their touchdown. Co- and... their, co- their corners are great, though. Right. Yeah, Sneed wasn't great, but McDuffie, it, though. McDuffie had you a know, great game. I mean, Matt know, Blitz was awesome. You know, the Chiefs traded up to get Trent McDuffie uh, with the 21st overall pick. Do you know who they traded up with? Was it the Patriots? Yeah, it sure was. You know who the Patriots <laughs> took with their pick? Uh, fucking Cole Strange. Cole Strange. That's just that's just great, great, wow. great. We could have had a star <laughs> All Pro corner instead. We got a six year guard <laughs> out of Chattanooga. That's just great. But anyway, yeah, they, they Chiefs have a really good defense now, unlike past years. Right, so and they, they showed up in this game. game. That's really what the difference was. Is whenever they needed to make a play, they were able to make a play. See Spagnolo. I mean, he, we're at the point where he's got to kind of be in the conversation of greatest DC of all time. Like a, a horrible head coach, eleven and forty-one <laughs> as a head coach. So. Uh, that Rams but, team. I, that, I don't know. Nothing, yeah, nothing but, wrong with that. When if, if if you're a great coordinator, there's nothing wrong with that. If you can't be a good head coach, right? I mean, he's now <laughs> clearly four, a great coordinator. Time. He has four Super Bowl rings and. He's One a huge part of helping at least two of you know, them. The, limiting the Patriots, undefeated Patriots to 14 points, and then the, the cheap Super Bowls. Right, right. And I think this game, I definitely give him a ton of credit for what happened. Because, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, he played great, obviously, in the end, came through in the clutch, but he struggled early on. And the biggest reason why the Chiefs were able to hang around was because the 49ers offense couldn't the get not- that much more going. If you didn't look at the score, you just saw the game in the first half. I would have thought it was Niners twenty to three and not ten to three. But I kept saying to myself in the end of the first half and into the you know, late into the third quarter, I'm I'm telling myself, this is still a one possession game. It's still a seven point game, seven point game, but then all of a sudden the Chiefs got a field goal. It's like I feel like I felt like the Niners were clearly outplaying Kansas City in the beginning of that game, but the fact that it was only a a one possession game it's like well you're still keeping the chiefs in the game and uh only a matter of time where they're actually in the game and winning and eventually coming out on top and right i mean all, it was a muff punt that was it you you have a muff punt that just biggest a play disastrous the, play and all of a sudden biggest the chiefs play of the game back in it yeah it kind of drove me crazy right how it kind of drove me crazy how many people were blaming ray ray mcleod for that play no. when he actually uh i mean if, uh, eventually most people noticed but it was Clearly on uh, just a fluke thing, hitting the guy's foot, and it's like, oh shit! I go, I gotta get the ball now. And right, right. And he probably could have done a better job actually. Diving job of on diving on it. it. But it's, right. It's it's but one of those such a plays, freak thing, half second thing. Often. We're like, oh shit! Right. Someone hit the ball. I better go grab it and right. missed it. And then of course MVS immediately in the next uh, drive immediately gets the touchdown. Yeah, Chiefs take the lead, and then from there it's just trading field goals until the Chiefs score again in overtime to win it. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it It was one of those performances where you just kind of walk away from it. And I'm just like, for, first of all, the whole thing was unfolding. I was like, this is about to be such a brutal loss to the Niners. Not even just in the, like this one Super Bowl, but four years ago, brutal loss in the Super Bowl. 2012, brutal loss in the Super Bowl. Like, I, I just can't imagine. This it. one's like, the worst one in terms I of agree. like how I mean, brutal. Yes. How br- I mean, I know recency bias, but no, like. This was really brutal, and I think this because in my my opinion, this was the best Niners team, and they were <laughs> it went into overtime. <laughs> yeah, because 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 like the the one four years ago or or well, 
doing chronological order. The one versus the Ravens, like they were getting blown out. Right. And, and they made a yes, they comeback. made a comeback, but uh, and it was unfortunate they couldn't get the the fourth down play for a touchdown. But still, like oh, the Ravens were definitely outplaying them for a lot of that game. And then the the second one was definitely brutal, but um. I don't he know. Like this one was way more. But yeah, I know. Yeah, he blew a ten point uh-huh. lead. But like once the Chiefs took the once they got the ball back under down twenty to seventeen, and then uh, Mahomes completes that pass to Watkins. Like he could feel it. Like the Chiefs were about to take the lead and win that game. But this one though, like they, I think this one's the the most uh, heartbreaking in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I think they all kind of stack on top of each other, and just to the point where now it's like with this team, you're like, I don't think that Brock Purdy is a problem. I don't think you move on from Kyle Shanahan just because of a Super Bowl loss. Like, I, I think that would be overreactionary. Yeah. But also, like, what is going to change? Like, <laughs> Right. No, I, I feel the exact same way. Kyle Shanahan is a, one of the best head coaches in the league, one of the sharpest offensive mind coaches in the league. And so, like, wait, what, do you want to move on from that right. with the weapons that they have? Like, no, but at the same time, okay, they're a great regular season team and solid, okay playoff team. But once it comes to, like, the one game, there's a big track hi- history of him specifically blowing it. Yeah, I mean, even that Rams NFC Championship game two years ago or whatever. That 20, too. They were they were uh, ten points late in the fourth quarter and managed to blow that one and lose. So, yeah, I mean, I don't total, I don't totally focus on him. I mean, look, the twenty eight to three. Yeah, you gotta stop. Once once Matt Ryan completed to Julio, they really should have kept running it, right? And they should have got the field goal, and that would have put them up by eleven at that point, and the game should have been theirs. But so definitely could blame him, even though he's not the head coach. Although the head coach should overpower him at that point, but but yeah, the, and then the the one versus the Chiefs the first time. Yeah, they blew a 10-point lead. I kind of look at the quarterback in that situation more with the way Jimmy played at the end of that game. Right, and I a think that's more kind than of the takeaway from the Like, Niners. Jimmy overthrows Emmanuel Sanders. Like, am I, am I supposed to blame Kyle Shanahan for that? Like, I don't no, know. No, right. I, I don't necessarily. It's just but, another blown loss. It, it You added on the resume. It just all, you know, piles on each other. Exactly. So. But in this game, there are some questionable situations where um, – you know they could have called the timeout uh, at the end of the first half you know, on the Chiefs' possession, and then two minutes left to go. Uh, they could have kept running it more with McCaffrey, so there could be less time on the clock when Moody kicks the field goal. Um, and then in overtime, deciding to take the ball first. Yeah. Although right. a lot of players on both sides apparently didn't even know the overtime rules. It sounded you, you more got... like the Niners didn't know. The Chiefs are saying, like, "Oh, we've been practicing this since training camp. Every yeah, game but I mean, going you, you into still the playoffs." Had... You still had J.R. I mean, excuse me, uh, Nicole uh, Hardman oh. <laughs> instead of J.R. Smith there, he, <laughs> not yeah, knowing so that he just caught the game-winning touchdown to win the Super Bowl. He said he blacked out. I think it was just one of those. Like, honestly, think about it. If you're Nicole Hardman, you're like me of all players just got a game-winning touchdown to win the Super Bowl. Like, that's just so gross. Yeah, can, you, ma- can you imagine the pl- can you imagine the play call too? Like. Me? <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm we're getting the ball here. Dog. He's, yeah, we're you mean the, you mean the guy Stoney. that fumbled at the one yard line versus Buffalo? Like, uh, I'm getting the ball here? You right. want to give me the ball? Um, I think no, that's I, more so what I get that the, was. No, I, I get it. Um, no, I, but, I do think, to me, the overtime is the biggest coaching like mishap in this one. It's you know not just the the fact that his players didn't know, which is like, I don't know if that necessarily means like a ton in the grand scheme of things, as long as the coaches know. And... I don't I don't get it. Like you want a third possession. You're not going to have a third possession going into it. Obviously the team is going to go for two 
if that's what it comes down to. Like, why would you let the Super Bowl keep going? Like, you're not going to be playing all night. You're going to go for the win if you get a chance, especially when you're talking about Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Like, they're going to run their best two-point play so in the Super do you Bowl que- for a chance to win. So do you question more the decision to take the ball first or the going for the field goal in overtime? Or both. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they they go hand in hand. Look, I question the decision to take the ball. It, it came down to two things. I mean, you want to? We talked about it two weeks ago. Human element versus game theory. Human element said, get the defense off the field, put the offense back out there. Game theory said, well, now you don't know what the Chiefs need, and you have to kick a field goal to get points instead of, you know, going for a touchdown see, there. See, in the moment, because my my opinions are different from in the moment and now. Mm-hmm. In the moment. I would have said, hey, take the ball first because your defense is gassed because the can't, the Chiefs had the last possession of the fourth quarter. And, hey, put your offense out there. Try to put pressure on the Chiefs if you're, to, if you're the one to go out there and get that touchdown. But in hindsight now, it probably was smarter to – it would have been smarter to let them have the ball first. Yeah, um, right. I mean, I think that – if you were to look at the analytics of it, I apparently Shanahan said his analytics and, and, team said and I think otherwise. That, I but. think that's wrong. <laughs> not just to not the decision to take the ball, for, but why on the, the the decision on why he he leaned on the analytics. He didn't. And and look, I know we haven't had we've had one overtime. Uh, we've had two overtime Super Bowls, but one in the new era of the rules this is the first ever when, playoff when it was patriots falcons rules. it was just whoever scores that touchdown wins right but in this super bowl it was okay both teams have a chance to score a touchdown and so look i get it that hey we don't have a lot of information on on how to handle the situation but like oh you're just gonna lean on the the nerds upstairs like really like that's it just another another it seemed like they just overlooked the idea that if you score a touchdown, oh, you're just going to kick an extra point and just keep the game going. Like, why? I, I think your teams would go for two in that situation. We're talking about the end of a fifth quarter. You're really like, yeah, let's put the defense back out there and say, oh, but you have to stop them from going 40 yards instead of 70 because a field goal wins the game. I think any team is going to win it or try to win it. They're just going to say, you know what? Two yards. That's all we need here. Let's run our best play. We either do or die here in this moment. I think that's what would happen in that situation. The, and the, for whatever reason, the Niners and Kyle Shanahan didn't think that, or they put too the, much stock in the our defense is gas. We don't... The deci- in my opinion, the, the decision to go for the field goal or not go for the field goal, to put them up 22-19, to 19, it's kind of difficult because, okay, if we go for it and we don't get it, well, Mahomes... They just need a field goal to win the game, which is very, very doable, of course. Because right. Harrison Bucker, you know he's going to make it. So exactly, especially yeah, with the kicker that they have too. There aren't a lot of kickers I trust in the league, but him and Tucker, like, but Bucker especially, uh, he's definitely one of them. He's definitely I mean, he could have been Super Bowl MVP if it weren't for Mahomes. <laughs> could have, yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, uh-huh. <laughs> like after after Mahomes, if take out him, like who would you pick for MVP? I think I would have. Bucker, right? Well, I was saying. I mean, it looked like Juwan Jennings was going to be MVP for the. I Niners. know. I <laughs> thought it was if the Niners won that game, it was either him or McCaffrey, right? And it probably right. would have been Jennings. Right, with Jennings having throwing a crucial part catching. of two touchdowns in that game. Yeah, right. I know he's a restricted free agent, so I can imagine that someone's going to line up to pay him a lot of money just based off this performance alone. Like he, he's yeah, I'm big curi- in the playoffs. I'm, I'm curious if they, the Niners, if do they keep Ayuk and 
or let him go and make Jennings the that next guy, the Ayuk replacement, or the keep Ayuk. Brandon and... Ayuk's family is posting on Instagram saying, "Hey, thank you, San Francisco. I'm ready to leave." So I did, I did, see, I did hear about I, that. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, we were in the same situation with Debo Samuel a couple years ago, and he ended up signing a long term extension. So Debo really sucked in this game. Yeah, he was very disappointing. Uh, I mean, I, I know they tried to, they tried a couple times or at least once with him running the ball, and then it ended up being a big loss. And I know he had a hamstring issue, but he still looked healthy enough in that game. I, I don't know. I think I thought he got shut down in that game. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, he was, he, what, I thought three he was carries terrible. for eight yards, three catches, on, on 12 targets. He only had three catches for 33 yards. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah, and not George Kittle was pretty much shut out of the offense, yeah, too. Two for four. He seems like a glorified left tackle now. <laughs> right. I know. I mean, it, it's, a cra- it's crazy. Like, I, I, I'm a George Kittle fan, and I... I Travis Kelsey but I can't (laughs) I can't deny that wow Kelsey really shows up in these games he's still even though he's not the same player he still makes an impact especially in the biggest games while George Kittle he's now like the fourth guy in their offense granted because they got three other amazing weapons but I don't know yeah I mean we we can talk more about Kelsey here soon, but I do want to kind of put a wrap on the, the Niners discussion and just I mean, going back to what you said, the field goal in the moment, it's like it's a fourth and four. You're tied. You want to go up and just hope your defense get a stop. And your yeah. defense got the stop that you would have gotten if Casey started with the ball, but because they knew they needed to score, they went for it on fourth and inches. I don't, they, they, of were, they were one play away from winning. Like the the Niners, I mean, where it was twenty two to nineteen, and the Chiefs get the ball back, and it's fourth and one. And yeah. I know it's I know it's only one yard, but it's fourth down. And so if you know if Bosa he doesn't fall for the fake, he doesn't go after Pacheco, and he goes after Mahomes, they win. Um, so it's not like it was it was really really close. There are so many <laughs> so, mo- so many little moments that you kind of look back on in this game, and yeah, I mean as the game went down like to the end there, but it's so easy to question. The team that loses and look back on like, oh, they could have done this better and that better. But at the same time, like they didn't play. It wasn't like the other two games where like the other two games, they got so outplayed for a lot of that game by the Packers. Like The Packers, I really thought they outplayed them for at least three quarters. Yep, I completely and, agree and, with that. And then, and then the Lions were just smashed them in that first half uh, in the NFC Championship game. But in this game, like, I, yes, you can nitpick a lot of decisions and... Uh, what if they should have ran it more, even though McCaffrey was so gassed at the end of that game, and uh, what if they should have t- taken the ball first or kicked the ball first, and what if they should have gone for it or not? Well, like whatever, you can question a lot of things, but they they played they played really well, and they would have beaten any other team, but because it's Mahomes, you pretty much have to play perfect. Yeah, I mean, nitpicking is the right the best way to describe it because when it came down to it. This Niners team played well enough to win this game, and they just happened to be facing maybe you know the soon to be potentially someday greatest quarterback of all time and yeah it it i hate it but at the same time i'm not going to deny it i'm not like if 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 he if he continue like there's a long way to go right there's a long <laughs> but, way to go but i mean i'm at the point where i'm willing to call him second i put him above yeah, Montana no, I am too. and everybody else i am else. too and look it's so unfair we didn't watch we, we were <laughs> yeah, watching right, during during that era uh, which so which is so unfair but yeah i i would pick mahomes already second i would 
Right. I mean, I just look at a lot of his contemporaries when you or not contemporaries. Sorry. A lot of the guys who you kind of were like, oh, like they weren't the greatest because they didn't win the Super Bowls. But like they're like the most talented quarterbacks ever. And, you know, you got your Elway, Marino, Rogers, Favre, I mean, Unitas. You want to go that far back. And I'm just like, Mahomes is just like a perfect combination of all these guys. You take all of the things they're really good at. And that is Patrick Mahomes. What what makes him so great? So every. You know, people overrate like all oh, the sidearm passes, the no look passes, and the, <laughs> which we haven't seen like, those in a while. He just yeah, like, like so he puts up great highlights and uh, you know highlight throws. But what makes him special is his compete, his uh, the, his makeup, like how he handles that. The game slows down in the biggest moments, and he's had three. He has all three Super Bowl wins. He has they've had a ten point deficit a double digit deficit in all three of those games and he's led them all to victory like I, like just obviously take out the one versus t- Tampa like he he's brought th- them back in these games and and, right. and it's a 10 point deficit it, in the second half too not even yeah. like you know they just fell down 10 nothing actually no sorry this one it was 10 to 3 but it was like 2 minute inside 2 minute warning when they finally made it 10 to 3 in there so mm-hmm. Might as well. Oh, okay, so sorry. What? Yeah. Like, yeah. Right, so so this is the one I'm gonna say. Most of them, he, he was losing at halftime. This one, it was seven points. It didn't get to right. ten in the second half. But close enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, th- he had. He definitely has a lot of similarities to Brady. Even if, even if Mahomes is definitely more the more talented, more athletic quarterback, there's still a lot of similarities in terms of uh, when the pressure is at its highest. Um, you can't count them out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this this playoff run and the Super Bowl is is really the. And I know they have a uh, as good of a defense as they've had now in the uh, Mahomes' tenure, but like their offense, like really is just okay. Like I look, they have solid weapons with like I Rasheed Rice definitely broke out in the second half of the year. Pacheco runs harder than any running back <laughs> out there. I love uh, I love how the way he runs. Very like, funny. Like a lot of people do. Uh-huh. And then Kelsey, yeah. As much as I hate him. Uh, he definitely performed. His stats are absurd in in playoff games, so can't discredit him. But at the same time, like their offense really was not that good for pretty much the entirety of this year, and so that scares me. Because if we fast forward to the next the next season's preview, it's like, oh well, this team has a shot of winning. Well. Okay, but what about the Chiefs? <laughs> it's just uh, that simple. I mean, that, that's I know. Really where we I, are I, right I, now. And I hate it. <laughs> so their their off season will be interesting. Chris Jones is a free agent. I'll be surprised if he comes back. He, oh, I would pay him. He he's 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 worth it. That the play on third down in overtime, third and four, Ayuk was wide open on that play, and even Jennings could have scored again on that play. Right, so you got he, two guys that were open for a touchdown. And because of Chris Jones, Purdy has to throw it away, and they have to go for the field. Like that's a ma- massive play in that game. Yeah, and, no, he said Chris Jones is awesome in this one. I'm saying I, I agree. and he's a great leader like, too. You see him on the sidelines when when you know because the Chiefs were tight in the beginning of that game because mm-hmm. uh, they were look like the, the team that was going to unravel in the beginning of that game. But then you see Chris Jones on the sideline, like bring everyone together. Like hey, we, we gotta whatever he said on the sidelines definitely helped. And so no, he's I, definitely. <laughs> makes an impact as on the field but also as a leader too. right the Chiefs definitely should do whatever they can to try to bring him back I just don't know that they will because they, they, they he held out last year and it, it was a question about whether they were going to come up with any type of deal last year well he held out in was... the beginning the very very beginning right he didn't play like the first game or two 
this year? Yeah, that or was sounds it last right. He did. Yeah, yeah, no, he missed the first game. He didn't even play. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He didn't even play the yeah. first game before they he didn't finally play the first game. agreed to a deal for the year. Yeah, That's versus why... the Lions, he was out. He was up upstairs. Right. And then all of a sudden, they lose and they pay him. Right. Right, and that's why. But it, 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 they also just signed him. They just reworked his contract for the year. Right. So like, that's okay, why I, pay, I don't pay, know. Pay him, like, but... you know, in theory, yes, he's also another year older. Like, I don't know if the doubts are there, especially. I think it'd be thirty-two million dollar franchise tag. So. I'm just saying, I would not be surprised at all if he hits the open market and somebody else pays him way more than the the Chiefs can because the Chiefs have other priorities. Sneed is a free agent, obviously. I mean, they got to bring in a wide receiver still. You can't run it back with this core. Oh, I, I for yeah. the same results. I, I'm I'm bringing in a, a wide receiver. I know it actually just worked out with the team that they have. I'm still bringing in the wide receiver. Right, you uh, might need to bring in two. When when MVS has to be a star, he, he was out there for a very high majority of the snaps. MVS, the guy who caught a five yard pass and managed to lose nine more yards on the play. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that play. <laughs> oh, that was such a horrible play. Even Mahomes, like, you got to be fucking kidding me with this guy. Right, yeah, I would say that. That's like, the MVS we know. Yeah, say. I mean, I I saw Deontay Johnson run backwards. I never saw it get that bad. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, you got Kadarius Tony not playing. Like that was a huge plus right, for Kansas City again. Sky Moore didn't even see the field. I can't believe McCall Harbin had the game yet. I that was Sunday. so gross. And like when everything ended, I was also like. Are my feelings just the Meikle Hardman of all the guys is the one who scores a game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl? Like Meikle Hardman, guy yeah. who I've been anti-Hardman forever. Like oh, you dude, were anti-Hardman. Sucks. Like. like you were anti Hardman way before I was. Right, and then it's <laughs> like, there was like, a long time where now when he's tired, a legend. <laughs> where I was like, no, nah, you gotta hold on to Hardman here. We we gotta watch out for him. Uh-huh. Uh, and then all of a sudden, just like, no, he stinks. And now, of course, he just ends up having the best game of the season. Right, and I mean okay. that's very Patriots esque. Leaves, goes to another team. Kind of sucks back. there. Comes back. I mean, it, it wasn't the same. I say more often it was like, oh, this guy gets paid way too much money by another team, gets cut immediately as soon as like the team can get rid of him, and then goes back to New England and ends up winning another Super Bowl. Uh, yeah. Not exactly the same, but the same concept of bringing a guy back. And oh, what do you know? He's a guy who ends up winning the Super Bowl for them. So, well, the chief, uh, Mahomes had the highest cap hit of any quarterback. Uh, right, in the entire the league of anybody in the league. And, first uh, time he's the highest quarterback cap it has won a Super Bowl. So you mean you can pay the quarterback, you know, Patriots. You can't actually pay the quarterback, and he actually matters, huh? Yeah, uh, I say it's uh, it, it, Mahomes is the proof right now, and yeah, I mean, I'm sure that like there are other quarterbacks who you you still, I'm still no should pay. no like I get it. The way the Niners do it too, like that could win a Super Bowl. I know they didn't, but we've seen other decent quarterbacks win Super Bowls. We saw Stafford win one. Uh we we I saw Joe Stafford, Flacco win one. Yeah, say so Stafford uh, is a Hall of Famer with Look, I know I know, I know all right. This maybe it's I get the the stat pad for I'll admit but. I'm not as Stafford's a tough tough quarterback, but like I'm I'll admit like I don't put him in I know like, like he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Do I like it? I don't know, but um but he's definitely a tough quarterback. He's a uh, Look, there are solid quarterbacks um, like Stafford, like Flacco, like if you want to include Nick Foles uh, for like a half a season, sure. Um, More like I'm definitely half a playoff. <laughs> yeah, half a playoff. <laughs> uh, like we've seen like non elite quarterbacks win the Super Bowl is what I'm trying to say. Right. So it's not right. like so from a San Francisco standpoint, it's like oh we got to get rid of Purdy. Like no, I I think he's proven enough. Even if he's not, yeah, obviously he's not Mahomes, but I I think. See, there are teams in the league where it's like 
you could just fool yourself into thinking, oh, let's just run it back. Like Dallas, like Buffalo, name that team. It's like, just keep fooling yourself into thinking it's going to change. It's not. But with San Francisco, with that team, they're, I don't they're know. starting like, I, to get there, though. That's I know issue. that window's like, closing. Don't don't get me wrong. That window's yeah, starting to those close. Those Eagles but... comparisons, like you know, they, they, with Andy Reid, and it's like, well, 15 years from now, Kyle Shanahan's gonna win a Super Bowl. <laughs> it's like I don't want to wait 15 <laughs> years, <laughs> and he's gonna win it. He's not gonna win it in San Francisco if it takes 15 years for that to happen. Uh, but I do, I do kind of wonder though, in, in terms of Brock Purdy. Just you know, the last thing here is like. You your window almost feels like before he gets that contract because again he's oh, not Mahomes he's not, a, not like he, if you you're not paying million. him you're not paying him top dollar money but like should he be paid like the a top fifteen quarterback in the league whatever that money is I don't know what the dollar amount is but yeah should he, he be paid like the top like ten or fifteen highest paid quarterback yeah he should I be no so. I agree but it, it, when it comes but, contract but, time that's not how it's gonna work with him so you know maybe he'll continue to to prove himself here and I think that he does deserve a lot of credit but it is also a question of like with the roster construction it's easy to say yeah you can win a Super Bowl with a quarterback making less than a million dollars who's very good and then it, it everything changes and that's just the way it works in the NFL right now where unless you have a Patrick Mahomes and maybe some other guys TBD you almost need a quarterback and a rookie contract I mean it, it just it's kind of the sad state of the league with the salary cap right now with how much money quarterbacks are making compared to the rest of the positions it, it's it's scary because if I'm it's not like if I'm Buffalo like oh we gotta get rid of Josh Allen or right. we gotta we got yeah like no you gotta keep him and Baltimore's you gotta not getting figure, rid of Lamar you got, yeah like you can't just like oh you gotta tank him you've gotta find that next guy and just hope he's Brady or Mahomes like no you gotta you have to find a way to work it, make it work with the quarterback that you got. Yeah, and I say, I mean the the question that I I'm going to go back to is what is Mahomes going to look like without Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey? And it doesn't sound like we're going to find out anytime soon because those guys no, are very much like coming back, back for a repeat year. at the very least. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's crazy because it shouldn't scare us, but at the same time, it kind of should. <laughs> No, it, even though uh, right, even though Travis Kelsey, yeah, wasn't wasn't great this year for his standards, but he stepped it up. Awesome in the, in the playoffs, playoffs, clearly right. awesome when it mattered. That's I mean, we Gronk had some seasons like that where you know just even that 2018 team like Brady and Gronk in the regular season versus Brady and Gronk in the playoffs. Oh, I mean, Gronk was well, Gronk was kind of washed at that point. I didn't think he'd play ever again, but <laughs> he clearly did. He clearly did play it back, come back and uh, win another Super Bowl in Tampa. Um, but yeah, he wasn't good at that in that regular season. Mm -hmm. Um, so there are definitely similarities there. Right. So, um, I mean, I guess say Travis Kelsey, like, ah, I, I don't know. I, um, I think that when you get into a verbal fight with your coach, you know, physical even on the sidelines, it's a terrible look, but when you win the Super Bowl, it's easy to kind of be like, ah, Nah, it's but it also oh, it's, like oh they're oh he's lucky that they because because if they lost that game that that gets a lot of attention because because that was a that was such a yeah. I yeah. hate it I I, uh, I hate Travis Kelsey right but like that was such a low move can you imagine if he did that to Belichick you know what would happen Belichick would bench him like Malcolm Butler and then lose the Super Bowl yeah. and like, just to prove a point <laughs> but because it's Andy Reid uh, cool 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 head coach players players kind of head coach definitely can let it go 
he understands that heat of the moment, big biggest game of the year. He just lets it go. But I don't like, he, you could have you could have say he should have been benched for a time in that game because of what he did because that was such a low move. But at the same time, the Chiefs' weapons like um they need him because right. the rest of the team. Uh, offensively after him is not the greatest yeah I mean, and he was awesome in the second half one catch for one yard in the first half one catch for one meltdown. yard i didn't that gets brushed away because you look at his stat line like wow almost had 100 yards like well right. he had one he had there was one point in the game where noah gray had more <laughs> yards than kittle and kelsey combined <laughs> oh yeah i mean I, I would believe it i'd say he was involved a ton early i was just like oh kelsey nope nope and then finally kelsey gets into the game and like i i just it reminds me similarly to what happened with george pickens with the steelers and how so many steelers fans like you gotta cut the guy like you have to absolutely bench him and then what does he do he scores an 86 year touchdown on the first drive of the game immediately after that and it's just like you know when you're really good you can get away with stuff that guys who aren't good can't get away with and it's not fair you know it's easy to say oh Kelsey should be out of a job he should have been benched whatever but also like you're trying to win a Super Bowl and I there were definitely some some words shared between Reed and Kelsey at the end of the game on you know the, the podium that seemed may or maybe related to that based on reactions but I don't know. I think it's one of the things where they can easily brush it off, but it's also something to maybe wonder. I mean, Draymond Green punched Jordan Bull in the face after winning the NBA Finals, so <laughs> it doesn't. I hate it. I I hate it. That was such a lo- that was such a low class kind of move. But at the same time, you need him. He's a great player, and it's not like he's a he's like a uh, like big off the field issue kind of guy. No, it's not just at like all. Just heat of the moment, but it was right. still a bad look right it's a terrible look i know and it's also going to get blown up even more just given kelsey and his relationship with taylor swift and you know everything and they're the chiefs so they have a ton of haters now and i I think that it's gonna obviously make the the news and you know make the waves on social media and everything but yeah i mean that's i I just think it's it's not a great take to, to admit but i'm like you can get away with it when you go out and win the super bowl after yeah you can it's easy to brush it aside and say you know what you're right you should have yelled at me because look what you did in the second half compared to the first half before all that happened yeah i hate it <laughs> even <laughs> even if i i agree with everything you're saying but i, I hate it <laughs> like I, yeah. when it comes to the chiefs of course patriots fans um rightfully so are not gonna like the chiefs when it comes to Mahomes, i'm 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 a big fan of him. He's he's so fun to watch, and he's def a lot of, lot of very similar similar qualities to Brady. But as much as I'm a big fan of Mahomes, I I just I hate Viva Las Vegas. Shut up! Shut up! When that was happening, I, I was like, I also <laughs> like same with you, but same with him. I'm like, you know what? I do love Las Vegas. Like, yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I mean, the Super Bowl party. I was with. I was like, did he get drunk between the game ending and getting on stage in like seven minutes? <laughs> like, <laughs> he just always has to have these sound bites, and I get it. I get people being upset. It's I, like, but I can't totally hate him because he really does show up when it matters, and right. he's of all celebrities on earth, they, it just has to be him and her <laughs> like really of all athletes of all celebrities it had to be those two together right uh, i can't right. imagine that lasting like they're gonna break up at some point that's just me 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm really curious what happens now. The now they have to spend time together. <laughs> yeah, like right. not just her watching a football game where uh, they're like, you know, a hundred yards away from each other, like, and she's watching him do his thing, and he's watching her do her thing. Um, when it comes to concerts, now they actually have to talk, sit and talk <laughs> <laughs> with each other, and uh, I mean, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I I don't see it lasting. Um. Whether if it leads into next season or not, I don't see it lasting. Cause, I mean, which is not a hot take. Like when it comes to regular people, fifty percent of marriages end up in a divorce. When it comes to celebrities, like seventy five percent of them end yeah. end in divorce. So, like, of course, it's. I don't think it's gonna last. Which is not a hot take whatsoever. But, um, still, it made for an interesting year. <laughs> yeah. See, I don't know if you saw um, Pam and Tommy, the the Hulu series about Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, and like their sex tape that got leaked and everything. It's it's a good, it's an interesting series. So, but basically, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee got married in Mexico after like four days of knowing each other, and then you know they're leaving. They're on the plane. They're like hung over and everything, and they're just like, so, uh, what's your favorite movie? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing that where you like with Kelsey and Swift. What's your favorite color? Yeah, red, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, man, yeah. So, I, and one thing I'll say, just kind of going back to the whole Vegas thing. So every year, when it, the Super Bowl week comes around, and I'm seeing all the festivities and stuff, I'm like, man, I need to just go to a Super Bowl week some year. And I oh, I'm, I'm, I feel this. Like I feel the same exact way. Yeah. And, and it's, I mean, like, at least for me, like, yeah, can I afford it? Not real. I mean, like, yes and no. Like, yeah, I, I if can. If I wanted to shell out. Yeah, right. Yeah, if I wanted to shell, exactly. Like, can I afford, like, yes, technically, but it would also take a pretty big hit in my bank account. So, like, yes, I, but I would still one day, whatever year that is, I, I, I don't care what teams, like, I just feel the need to at least. Go have one Super Bowl trip, right? Just being is. able to experience. I don't even have to go to the game when it comes down to just being there, just you know, staying there and like Super Bowl being... crowds are overrated. It's just a lot of celebrities flaunting their money, right? <laughs> right. And I mean, Tom... there are obviously a lot of real fans too. Like, don't get me wrong. And Tommy but Pham of... doing the opposite, saying, "Oh, oh yeah, just <laughs> go to the afford... game." And then second half, like, oh, it's better to watch for my TV. Yeah. Loser. I hate. I hate another guy. I hate. <laughs> Um, oh, that Jock yeah. Peterson! Like that made me such a big Jock Peterson fan when that, when he told that story about the fantasy football thing. Uh, <laughs> that made me really like Jock Peterson and hate Tommy Pham. And then just seeing that just makes me hate him more. Yeah, uh, no, I get it. I yeah. say next year's Super Bowl in New Orleans. I've been wanting to go to New Orleans. I've like, heard I New need... Orleans is like the best place to go to a Super Bowl. Yeah, we say they've hosted it so many times. I I love the idea. It's something where I'm like. Every year, I'm like, oh, a year from now, got to do this. And it comes around, Corey, it's like, I didn't, but. We're, we're on board. Us two. Okay. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> we'll record a live but... podcast for, you know, the, the one fan who makes a trip with us. Uh, two. Two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just be Maybe you and three. us and, like, Kenny just, like, sitting on Bourbon Street. <laughs> just hating, like, the Chiefs are back in it, too. Uh-huh. No, I think I I I, I want to go. That's uh, one of these. Uh, years I, too, I, need I do to too. And, it, right? and like New Orleans is the place too. Right. From right. from it's what a, people say, uh-huh. that it's like the best place to go to a Super Bowl. So I'm on board, Corey. Even if the <laughs> even though there's way more planning and more people that would need to be on board with the idea, even <laughs> I, I'm so, for it. Yeah, so there's a much better chance that a team that I don't like is playing in it than one that I do like. But. It's a like ninety nine percent chance. <laughs> <laughs> Neither of our teams are gonna make it. 
My team will finish five and twelve, six and eleven. Your team will finish nine and eight, maybe in the playoffs, maybe not. And then it'll probably be very likely the Chiefs or some team that we don't really care for. And again, yeah, 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 probably. But again, it would just be cool to be out there. I don't. So. Yeah, I wouldn't even care which two teams are in it. I'd still just want to go, just cause. Right. Right. So. Um, anyway, I think that's kind of a wrap on the actual game and everything with the Super Bowl. Let's kind of get into some of the other stuff that went down. And, of course, Usher's halftime show. And I think I I was pretty excited for this going into it. And this was the first show – it hadn't occurred to me the past couple of years where I just realized – I just like the nostalgia. I like hearing songs that I liked 10, 15 years ago, like with the Snoop Dogg and Eminem and 57, all of them, Rihanna last year, Usher, just down the line. Yeah, give me someone who I haven't really thought about recently, but like their music back in the day. So we're going to have differing opinions because I didn't really watch it. I I saw some clips online. I watched like a minute of it live. Did you watch the SpongeBob halftime show on Nickelodeon and said? I didn't watch that either, (laughs) but uh, I got to check that out too, but... I'm just not like Usher was relevant like 20 years ago. Yes, I agree. Uh, he's got like one hit song. I, I, one's harsh, but he doesn't have a lot of, in my opinion, a lot of hit songs. He's got dun, 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 with yeah, but I love uh, yeah. I say we yeah, got like, yeah, great. And Lil John out. That was awesome. Yeah, like th- that's great. But OMG, we got Lil Will I Am appearance. I, I just there. wish. So I'm with you when it comes to the n- nostalgia. Where when it was Super Bowl 56 and they had. Dr. Dre, Snoop, and Eminem. Right. That was like that was amazing. It's like that was definitely better than I thought it would be because it was like cool to like live in the past a little bit, which makes you just feel ancient. <laughs> <laughs> like that, the fact that that's old times now, like right. great, that sucks. Uh, but anyway, I agree with the idea of ha- the nostalgia part of it with these last few performers, with the Snoop, Dr. Dre, Eminem, and then Rihanna this year right. or last year. I mean. But I mean, Usher just doesn't do it for me. Like, because outside of yeah, and maybe a couple other songs, I just don't think he's a big enough name. I I, I know he's, which sounds crazy, but yeah, I I just wish like for the Super Bowl they could have gotten a a bigger name, in my opinion. So. I feel like every year I make the mistake of being like, oh, this Super Bowl is being held in this city. Who is an artist that's from this city? And like, there were options they could have gone with Las Vegas. Like, <laughs> Imagine I would have dragons. Loved- I mean, that's probably what we've gotten. Say, I would have loved the Killers. The Killers would have been an awesome halftime show. So I was a little disappointed at first with Usher as well, and I think it was more just realizing. Well, well, for the Killers, not that they don't have. I I like the Killers, but I think a lot of people would just be waiting to chant Mr. Brightside. uh, Yeah, Mr. Brightside. Well, I think a lot of people were waiting for Usher to play. Yeah, at the end. But um, Uh, Adele apparently lives in Las Vegas, right? She has residencies there a lot. That's what. Yeah, she lives there now. So my another issue I have with Usher, I I just want someone to just be behind the mic and sing. Like I don't need the like the all the dancing, all the dancing. and the and like all, all those like remember last year with Rihanna with like all those people and the yeah well this the, year the the, the 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 sperm things right that they had. yeah and this year you had Usher well because she was pregnant so um, oh so it actually made sense yeah say so Usher had like a bunch of dudes on roller skates like dancing around I was like what's and I, he was on roller skates and it, it it was it was interesting it was but it was also like. I don't know. It was kind of a cool show, but at the same time, no, it's it's just kind of like a middle of the road, you know, like there's some that are not great. 
there's some that are amazing, and then there's everything else. And this was one of the everything else. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Shows. Watching the, you know, the small clips that I watched, it looked like a performance where it's just yeah, whatever. It, right. I don't know it. I've said this a million times. Just be better than Maroon Five. That's it. That's all, I'm, <laughs> that's all I want. That's my. That's such black a low bar. Too. That Black, black Eyed Peas Super Bowl was. The, 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 if we were doing tiers of Super Bowl halftime shows, those two belong in the tier by themselves. And then ever you can do the next, the rest of the tiers of yeah. Super Bowl halftime shows. So, yeah, those mean, two, those two belong by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and of course, on the flip side, it's just like Super Bowl halftime show. Remember when? prince played purple rain in the rain like yeah, yeah yeah that was awesome like we get it that's the greatest super bowl halftime show ever and everything else is just competing for a second but <laughs> i feel like that's that's always a, the discourse that comes around with uh with these halftime shows so yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I, I do hate the, i hate the recency bias of it too oh it's the best halftime show <laughs> like people pe- people get too carried away with that i don't blame people getting carried away with uh the one two years ago with all the rappers. Right, cause because there's just so much going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a lot of stars right. in, in one show. And it's like, I don't blame people for getting carried away with that one, but. Or even like when J-Lo and Shakira did their theirs in Miami. Like yeah. those were ones like people were naturally going to get carried away with it. It's like, they were good. I, I, I enjoyed them. Lady Gaga had a really good halftime show back in, I think that was, that was one of the Patriots Super Bowls. I think that was the one yeah, against that was Atlanta. The Falcons. Where they were, that was, that yeah. was no, so it was versus Atlanta, not in Atlanta. Right, Maroon versus Five Atlanta. was in Atlanta. Okay. God, that was a horrible <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> I love that the look, the Patriots won it. That's the, obviously the best part of it, but for me, but <laughs> besides that, that was the worst. That was a horrible Super Bowl. Like, yeah, you know I how say, people, everything about it was bad. I did see like one tweet early in the game where it was like, "This is what everyone thought the Patriots Rams game was. Like, this is actually a defensive masterclass. That game was just shitty offense." It was so bad, but oh yeah, that was that was a brutal game. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, so Black Eyed Peas, Steelers are down 21 to three at halftime. I hated it. You, Lady Gaga, you're like, I feel like a lot of Patriots fans are like, I mean, this is cool. But we're down 21 to three. Brady just threw a pick six, and then you can kind of look back on it more fondly than I can when you watch it. You know, the replay of it years or days later, because obviously yeah. that comeback for the Steelers fell short and uh, did not fall short for the uh, Patriots against Kyle Shanahan. Like most comebacks against Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, anyway, I think that's a, enough halftime show talk here. Uh, real quickly, NFL honors. And this was one, if we recorded a podcast on Friday, I would have wanted to spend a lot more time on this. But as uh, the time has gone on, not to say that my opinions have changed or anything, but the, the nice, the, this Thursday night was just a wave of emotion for me. I knew Miles Garrett was winning offensive play of the year. Like the everyone knew that was happening. Like anyone is like, yeah, oh, TJ Watt, like he has better stats across the board. Like we know he's not winning the award. Cam Hayward winning Walter Payton man of the year was very, very nice way to end the night. I've long said it's the most prestigious award. I think the NFL says it. It's like the only one that really matters. So I'm not going to get too upset about the whole Watt thing because of Hayward. Like I wanted him to win Walter Payton man of the year last year. I was glad he got it this year. I don't know what his future with the Steelers looks like. He's under contract for one more year, making a lot of money. There's rumors he could potentially be a cap casualty, which would be kind of unfortunate. So I'm glad that he got this with Pittsburgh. But just, uh, I mean, the one thing I I do want to kind of say here when talking about the Defensive Player of the Year award, analytics have a lot of value. I understand them. I recognize how they're being used. 
it feels like the NFL was just pushing a campaign for pro football focus because this was the only award that anyone threw out stats like pass rush win rate and double team rate and all this stuff. It's like, that's it. Like, why is it? It's just defensive player of the year. That's it. All the other awards, PFF grades didn't matter. No one cared about them. It was just this one award. And you couple that where I feel like there's just a ton of TJ Watt slander right now. I don't know if it's Watt fatigue, which I think is stupid because JJ's retired. Why are we comparing him to his brother and saying, oh, JJ won all these awards. We can't give TJ anymore. But I don't oh, know. So you, so you didn't appreciate what Micah Parsons said and that no. he wouldn't put TJ Watt in his like top five Dude, for the just, award? <laughs> he's just, no, he's being like, oh, wait, I actually have better PFS stats than uh, Miles Garrett. I need to be the guy that they, they uh, push the narrative for next year. No, I'm so I'm a Micah Parsons fan. I like that he's outspoken and great player to watch. But some some of his opinions he gets carried away with. <laughs> That's that was one of them where he yeah. doesn't even put him in his like top five for the category. Like you don't have to say he should have deserved a win. Like Corey, you have a definitely a better uh, take and feel for if he should have even even if I mean, you're a little I, biased to the Steelers bias, for sure. Of course, yeah. like, there's definitely a bias to the Steelers, but. Like you definitely certainly care about the that award and who should have won it more than I did, but um, so I can't deny that. But it's not even put him in your like top five. Like he shouldn't even come close. Like that's that's a wild take yeah, on Micah's right. part. Well, and the frustrating thing too is he's just being reduced to another pass rusher. T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett. Like I've I've always thought this was such a dumb debate because they don't play the same position. Garrett is a four three defensive end. Watt is a 3-4 outside linebacker. Different assignments, different things that you're looking to do in, in those two positions. And that's why we see Watt come up with these interceptions a lot and like other big plays beyond just the sacks. And I, I just I don't like the way that he's kind of been treated by the media where it's and I think Steelers fans are, have a lot to blame because the, especially on Twitter, like it's it's toxic that the discourse that goes on with those two players. And I think the reason we'll take is the Browns have no regrets taking Miles Garrett first overall. The Steelers have no regrets taking TJ Watt 30th overall. Both those teams are glad to have those two guys leading their defenses and will want to continue to have them on their roster for, you know, as long as they're in their primes. But it's also just, you know, it just leads to a lot of just stupid, annoying debate. Vote, and- voter fatigue is, it plays, it does play a part in it because he's does, won but- two now and. Well, no, TJ's probably only could- one. Oh, he's only won one. He's oh. only won one. Yeah, it oh, took I thought, him I thought he won tying okay. the sack record. No, there he was one. Probably there was one have... year where he probably should have won. Well, twenty twenty years. Yeah, I mean, was, he... it was against Aaron Donald, right? Yeah, in twenty twenty, where Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald got it again, but you right. really could have made the case that T.J. Watt could have or should have gotten it that year. Right. I think it's more egregious this year. I mean, it's like it's also like. T.J. Watt had 19 sacks to Garrett's 14. Garrett had one sack in the last seven games. I mean, I'm sure he still managed to make some impact, but I also, like, I remember in the Texans game, Miles Garrett got a pass rush win, and the Texans scored a 76-yard touchdown to their backup tight end on the same play. So, like, you know, is there a whole lot of proof? And, it, like, there is are that playoff times. game where Brevin Jordan yeah, got Yeah, Brevin that. Jordan. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it was that play. It's like, oh, well, he almost came up with a big play, but instead it resulted in a touchdown. And look, the in the Super Bowl, Chris Jones didn't get a sack. He made a huge impact. He disrupted some throws. But, you know, the, like that's the one game sample size. It's easy to look at. And I, I don't know. It, maybe if I watched entirety of game film, I'd be able to see what – 
you know, these other guys in, in media or whatever being able to see. But I just, it just, I don't understand how like this, all of this has come together. It's just, it feels like there's a narrative the NFL was trying to push and there was nothing that could be done about it. I don't know if just trying to restore Miles Garrett's image from the, you know, the helmet thing four years ago or what, but that's kind of the way that I'm feeling about it. And um, yeah, I, I told you, Corey, I, I I don't have a rebuttal, much of a rebuttal either, either way. Like, yeah, I and I didn't necessarily mind, expect you I to wouldn't have, have minded. Have I, I don't mind that he won. I don't mind. I wouldn't have minded if TJ Watt won. I'm just glad Watt came in second uh, above Parsons. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, uh, all right. You know what? I do have one take. I'm glad it, if if it was between like Watt or Parsons and look, Parsons is great, but. Dude, when you give up like what forty points to the Packers in the playoff game, uh, I just forget it at that point. And I know it's a regular <laughs> season award; uh, they don't factor in the playoffs. But I just, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's my thing, I guess. Right. But, I say most of the other awards, like I kind of indifferent about Stroud and Anderson winning. Texans won the draft. I mean, that's like kind of <laughs> sucks that Ryan's didn't get Coach of the Year award. Right, and I was I was back and forth on that one because I do think Kevin Zafanski deserves credit for what he overcame with Cleveland, but I also was like pro D'Amico Ryan's. It literally came down to one first place vote for between yeah. those two. It was such Which a is such up. a shame. Yeah, no, I, and then I, I think mean, my the, vote would have been Ryan's too, and, and maybe there's some bias in the the playoff game, but I mean that that team like they were like they were the second overall they had the second overall pick and I know a lot of it has to do with the fact their success I mean has a lot to do with Stroud. Right. But their defense also made a big jump too uh this pa- this season this past season. So mm-hmm. uh yeah, I mean it, it's a it's it's tough because it was close. Yeah, there were two up, very good choices, right? Yeah. If the playoffs counted, I think you'd go with the guy who won the playoff yeah. game, but yeah. they didn't obviously. Um, and then, I mean, the last one, though, I'll say DeMar Hamlin not winning comeback player of the year is the NFL's equivalent to Florida State not making the college football playoff. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they actually did it. Like what? And it's yeah. crazy because Hamlin got way more first place votes than Flacco. But if you're not going to vote Hamlin first and you're probably not putting him in your top three and Flacco just got all the second place votes and ended up winning because of that. Just I'm crazy. Glad. I'm, I, I, I'm glad he didn't, win, which is, which sounds so harsh, but he barely played this year. I know. And, right. and I, obviously coming back from the dead is, definitely a great comeback but it is but it's not leading the Browns to the playoffs it's not yeah, leading the Browns to the playoffs after you're on the, the you're on the couch for like <laughs> half the year yeah right all of a sudden it's easier you're... to come back from the dead than do that <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden they you're, you're the starting quarterback and you're leading them a, a playoff spot and he was legit good in a lot yeah, of games a lot of interceptions but definitely a lot then, of touchdowns then, then he came them. back down to earth and threw a bunch of picks oh i know that playoff houston right. but I, I I'm glad Flacco won it, and and he and if and if he didn't win, I would have picked Baker. <laughs> yeah, I would say, look, I'm I'm very much in the you know Georgia, like they were a top four team all year. I know they lost to Bama in that SEC championship game, and no, Baker Mayfield sucked in week seventeen and eighteen, but he was better all year. Like Baker should have been comeback player of the year, not Joe Flacco. If that's the route you're gonna take, I would have been fine with either of those guys winning, um, Flacco or Baker. Yeah, I mean, I, glad, I I have it, a bias. It sounds more so Baker, so harsh, but, yeah. but like I'm <laughs> I'm glad Hamlin didn't get it. It's just like, okay, yes, what 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 happened was horrific, and mm-hmm. I'm we're, obviously we're all glad that he, you know, was able to recover and he's back playing sort of. But like, don't give him comeback player just because he played a few s- snaps in a few games. I don't know. 
Yeah, I agree. It, it kind of goes against what I want the award to be about, but it's also like shocking to me. I kind of like kind of like, like last year. Like, did Gino deserve to win it? Like, yes, but at the same time, like, shouldn't they just define it as like most, most improved, improved player, player and right. not come back? Like, what do you come back from? Just sucking for nine years? Yeah, I mean, uh, Ryan Tannehill won it for the similar reasons. So yeah, he at yeah. least had an injury. Yeah, like, yeah, I guess. Uh, right, but, I know, but and... sort of sort of similar. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's like you you get you're winning comeback player of the year more so because it's like you improved or you you yeah, overcame you like everyone's like, like oh wait you suck but you don't suck like that's why you yeah. win so uh, yeah I mean I I just think it's it's uh, it it blows my mind that that actually happened so but hey I mean the Browns won four awards so they clearly had a, a ton of success in the playoffs and it had this nothing year, right? to do with Watson. <laughs> Oh man, it's that's the thing. When it comes down to it, it's like Browns fans can have a, their fun now. No, but. they did. They had a great see, for expectations, especially after Watson went out for the year. Um, you know, they had a great season, but I'm I'm not gonna be on on high on them next year. <laughs> no way. Yeah, they're sixty four million dollar cap it quarterback. He's gonna break Mahomes' record for uh, highest cap it in a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Wow, that's a, that's a bad contract. Uh, and then Pro Football Hall of Fame class. I have like really very little opinions about this. I mean, Devin Hester uh, is probably the most controversial, but th- like th- see, I'm that's, cool that's, with the best part returner being a Hall of Famer. See, that's the one that I'm I, I'm like back and forth on. Like, okay, yes, he's the greatest kick returner ever, but it's like we're gonna put a guy in the Hall of Fame who <laughs> just returned kicks and did like literally nothing else and. And it's not like they, you know, it resulted in Super Bowl wins. And no, I'm going to be totally did. biased. He did return. I know he returned one in the Super Bowl, but yeah. it's just. It was iconic. Uh, that was a bad Super Bowl, too. <laughs> um, but anyway, we're going to put him in the Hall of Fame. And look, I'm totally biased, but we're going to put him in the Hall of Fame, but we're not going to put Roddy Harrison, a pillar of the Patriots, multiple Patriots defenses and winning multiple Super Bowls. And we're not going to put him in the Hall of Fame and a great safety like him. Um, I don't have any, I don't have too many hot takes or I don't, I'm not as passionate about the football hall of fame as the, like the baseball one. Like, you know, my thing when it comes to the Mm -hmm. baseball hall of fame, my hall of fame is a hallway. (laughs) Only the best of the best get in while football, they kind of just let anyone in anyway, where, so it's like, I don't really care that much. And a lot of the players that got in deserve it anyway. Right. Hester's a little controversial. I'm a little, I don't know. Like, I kind of hate it, but at the same time, he was an amazing return man. Right. I mean, if Ray Guy is in the Hall of Fame as the best punter, then I think it's fine to put Devin Hester right. as the best okay. returner. <laughs> that's, you know? that's fair. Let's have them both in it together. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, outside of him, there's, I don't really have any strong opinions on, on anybody else getting yeah, in. Yeah, so, same. You know, good for all of them. Um, but, anyway, uh, I, I think that'll, that'll wrap up uh, the rest of the um, – stuff from from this weekend and the missing piece here uh i think is actually the first top five you're doing in a year now and that is our top five super bowl commercials and annual tradition and we considered doing a bottom five but i think that they were they were better this year than uh the, you know that's how i feel is that even though like i was because commercials have sucked for kind of a while now and like yeah. a lot of bad ones stand out, but when it comes to this year, and there weren't a lot of great ones, but I think there were more good ones than horrible ones. Where right. it wouldn't it wouldn't have made for 
a um interesting enough top five if we did bottom five like like worst worst Super Bowl commercials like we could talk about it after we do the top mm-hmm. five like we'll do honorable mentions and then we'll mention like oh what were the worst ones and we'll, we can mention it for a minute afterwards but to make it a top five i thought it'd be better just to stick with the same because like, there were enough good ones that stood out right yeah it's it's more fun more passionate more enjoyable to to talk yeah, about the, the best that ones too. so uh, it's like if we did a bonfire it's like oh that one sucked <laughs> and then like we don't have like much of analysis uh, other than that right right <laughs> so uh, that being said uh let's count down our favorite commercials from super bowl 58 in this week's top five not two not three not four top five top five top five don't do that very often anymore so i forget how it goes <laughs> um so uh yeah why don't you get started here with your number five all right so for my number five i'm gonna go with a tom brady commercial but might not be the one you're thinking of i'm gonna go with the tom brady commercial the one where he's uh in the bet mgm one where vince vaughn is headlining the commercial and he's like every everyone can bet at ben mgm Except Tom Brady, he's won enough, and it goes to all these people saying like, "What about me? I'm the, I'm the Tom Brady of spreadsheets. You're in. <laughs> like, what about me? I'm Tom Brady's babysitter. <laughs> That's okay. You're in too. And then, and then, uh, Tom Brady's like, "Well, what about seven-time pool champ?" <laughs> and he dressed up like as a different, uh, like not Tom Brady, uh, as a fake one pool player, like I, which I thought was kind of humorous. Um. And so, yeah, uh, the, them cutting off to like all these people, like, well, what if I'm the Tom Brady? This, what if I think Tom Brady's hot or whatever? And it's like, that's okay, that's subjective, but you're in. <laughs> so I thought it was just a, I thought it was a very humorous commercial, and Tom Brady's in it. So, um, yeah, that's the one I'm gonna go with. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm not surprised you included the Tom Brady commercial. Definitely a couple options, uh, at least to choose from. I, yeah. Someone was like, how exactly how much money did Brady lose to FDX? Because <laughs> seen in a, in a lot of commercials but um i initially considered the duncan commercial one of my least favorites because brady was in it but the more i thought critically about it and actually watched it after the fact um, i was like all right the goodwill hunting aspect of it outweighs how it do you me. like them the duncan. donuts <laughs> i'm so sorry i was like that just that it makes me giggle and I'm like you know what there aren't many Super Bowl commercials that made me giggle. I'm going to put it at number five, you know, just barely have it on the list, but it's got to go in here. Um, obviously, big fan of Duncan being from New England and, um, you know, big fan of Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and the movies they do together, especially Goodwill Hunting. Jennifer Lopez, you know, always a nice sight to see. So uh, it was nice because, like, last year they did, like, the opposite where Jennifer Lopez came to Ben Affleck's work. So this year, Ben Affleck goes to Jennifer Lopez's work. Yeah. And uh, uh, it was definitely nice, nice little duet with those two. Yeah, we're going to mention honorable mentions. That was one of my honorable mentions. Okay, which makes sense. All right, number four. I'm going to go with the Christopher Walken commercial with BMW and everyone doing the impressions of him. I, I, it wasn't the number one commercial for me, but I definitely found that one to be humorous as well. Everyone trying to do his impression. I certainly can't do it, but... <laughs> but uh. I found that one to be humorous, and it's BMW right. <laughs> as well. Like, I've had go. BMW in the past, and I think they make good commercials. They're also your So initials. I thought, yeah, that too. Um, so, um, yeah, I like this commercial, even if it wasn't my number one favorite. 
I thought when it deserved you, mention. Yeah, when you think of Christopher Walken and like his roles, do you think of um, uh, Wedding Crashers first? Yeah, that's one of them for sure. Maybe one. Um, man, Man on Fire, um, and then uh, what's the, uh, Catch Me If You Can? He's great in that movie too. Oh, even yep, if he's yep, not the yep. star of that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, those. Yeah, probably Wedding Crashers is. That's probably one for Actually, me. Actually, that is kind of a good tie because they do say, like in the Duncan commercial, Ben Affleck talks about, like, you know, Babe Ruth and, like, staring at the pinstripes. Which, right, I mean, right, yeah. yeah. They're I always looking at the tie. pinstripes, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's why the Yankees win so much. Said it, but, I mean, yeah. I guess no, that, it, it a, works. <laughs> Didn't even realize that. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, my number four is Kia and, um, so there was like a, a a report or whatever Kellogg. I don't know if it's Kellogg cereal or just another Kellogg thing where they graded all of the Super Bowl commercials. This is the only one on my top five that didn't get an A from them. Um, it only got a B, but I enjoy a nice sappy commercial every now and then in the Super Bowl. And if you can make me choke up a little, you're gonna make my top five. And that was this Kia one with the the girl figure skating and. There's an empty seat with her dad and then drives in the Kia and, you know, the grandfather's in the home, light up the the ice skating rink. Uh, that was a, a good one. Yep. And put and yep. puts the number 10 on the window. Yep. yep. So if we're talking about honorable mentions, this was another honorable mention that I had on my list. Um, yeah. yeah. Definitely a good feel good uh, commercial. Uh, definitely a tearjerker. Um you know the Russian judge probably wouldn't have given her a ten, but <laughs> but the the grandpa did. So, uh-huh. um, but yeah, that was definitely a good idea for a commercial. The one that will always get me is the the Clydesdale ones, oh, <laughs> the I Budweiser, know, right? way 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 back. Yeah, you know, we landslide did have a playing Clydesdale in the background. Uh-huh. Yeah, if we were doing like top five all time ones, like right. oh man, like that that one that one gets you in the feels for me at least. Yeah. Um, but no, that was definitely a good choice. I definitely considered that one even. Even though that's n- another one that's not in my top five, but that's two in a mm-hmm. row where I def if we were doing top ten, yeah, like those two were would probably would yeah definitely would be my top ten. Cool. Um, number three, I'm gonna go with uh Michael Sarah V. <laughs> I thought it was just I thought it was just clever that yeah. they got Michael Sarah V to promote the the Sarah V and um and they're showing him like as this like model and then all of a sudden you sh- you see michael sarah in the room like uh because it's sarah v michael sarah v it's like isn't that clever and uh <laughs> found that one to be humorous too yeah i enjoyed it that was my number three as well i'm a big michael sarah fan obviously a big yeah. fan of super bad so you know and arrested development I, I really enjoyed that show um one of the the first shows i watched during covid in 2020 and yeah, I, I enjoyed this as I like I feel like I've heard of Sarah V before, didn't wasn't super familiar no, I, with I, it. But I like, have the product at home. <laughs> oh, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Say, I'm sure I, you're I, I've used buying it, it now. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, so that was definitely clever. I and, and it's crossed my mind too, even before this commercial yeah, ever that happened. Michael Sarah. You see you see Sarah V like, oh Michael Sarah, like maybe that's a good idea to have and they yeah, finally there you go. Wait, they well, finally were it was all Michael Sarah's idea. He's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he's the only one that thought it's of that idea. crossover campaign. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. So for my number two, I probably rank it too high, but I'm a big Hey Arnold fan, and uh, I had to put the Paramount Plus uh, commercial of the Hail Arnold <laughs> uh, mm. up on my list because uh, 
another one that I found to be humorous. And a lot of stars in that commercial. You got Drew yeah. Barrymore, then you got Tua, who can't who can't um, you know get over the mountaintop with the the rope. You couldn't do that with a football either, even though he said he could. <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> you got Patrick uh, Sir Patrick Stewart with the idea of like, hey, how about we throw a football head? And then all of a sudden they look at Hey Arnold. And then all of a sudden you hear Creed in the background, can yep. you take me higher? And then you see Hey Arnold like, you know, about to go over the mountain and then no, face first right in the mountain. And it's like, well, how about pigskin? And then you, they look Peppa over. Pig. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, Even though it doesn't really have much to do with Paramount Plus, although it's just a lot of stars. Yeah, a lot it's of, like everything. A lot of cartoons. Their... Yeah. Right. Everything combined together with, with cartoons athletes with Tua. Yeah, CBS, Viacom, Nickelodeon. Like, they're all all on Paramount Plus. Yeah, so So, um, I've had Paramount Plus in the past, too, in my top five, and I like BMW and had it again in my top five. Right, I say, like, I feel like all the Paramount Plus commercials are kind of just, like, the same to me, just, like, slightly different characters and actors and stuff. When I was looking up this commercial just to watch it again, I saw one, like, Josh Allen was in one of these and they yeah, had the Transformers. Right. Like, I didn't know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, yeah, there are a lot of similarities. Right. That, that was st- the only I still reason. like all of them, especially no, with Arnold in it. Yeah, right. No, I say, like, this was definitely, like, an honorable mention for me, but it was just like, ah, you know, it, it wasn't unique enough just because it's like, yeah. It, and it's also like, so many commercials get leaked beforehand. This is one that I saw. I know it did. So I, know, I think it and I know like... the Tom Brady bet MGM one was mm-hmm. leaked as well. Yeah, well, but, I say most of them are, and I try not to watch that. I know. But also, like, when I'm actually watching the Super Bowl, it's like, oh, commercial, time see, to go get more snacks, you know, time to go to the bathroom, and I end up missing a, a good commercial or two. See, those two commercials, the the Bet MGM one and uh, Paramount Plus, I saw both of those before the game, I will admit. Mm-hmm. But I still, but I, I remember watching the Paramount Plus one and thinking, Oh, if we do a top five commercials, this one's gonna be my yeah, top five. No, I say it, it was very humorous, so I don't blame you for putting it in there. I think it's definitely worth uh worth shouting it out here. So, uh, number two, this was one that <laughs> Uber Eats. Uh, normally, I don't like Uber Eats commercials when they're mostly about ordering things that aren't food, which was kind of the whole premise. Jennifer asked me like, "Oh, I forget that you do more than just food deliveries." And uh, well, they say the trick to forgetting something is. You, or to remembering something is you forget something else. And I, I enjoyed kind of the, the humorous bits they had here. You had a couple like office situations where the guy who forgot how to sit in a chair, you had another guy who forgot to put pants on, but you had some nice uh, cameo appearances from celebrities. Jennifer Aniston forgetting David Schwimmer. Like, it's just like, that's such a good Ross joke. Like, I, I appreciated that one. Uh, Victoria and David Beckham forgetting the Spice Girls is like with the, the, the uh, paprika girl, or I can't even remember what they said. It was just like very funny, like the cinnamon girls and like all this stuff. Um, and then Jelly Roll with the face fat tattoos. Yeah, like, Jelly Who Roll. doodled on yep. my face? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was great too. Yeah, and then of yep, course I'm- it ends with Usher forget. He's like, man, I want to do a halftime show someday. And it aired in the third quarter, so yep. it was good timing on that one. So. Yeah. Another honorable mention. Just want to mention it. <laughs> just got to get that out of the way. Yeah, I had... Mm-hmm. We, we, almost all my honorable, honorable mentions are on your top five, so right, well, I'm glad our lists are, are. I'm glad our lists are different enough. Uh, but uh-huh. number one, um, <laughs> this was yeah. this was. See, I told you before we did this that two through like eight 
were like interchangeable for me. I right, could have you could swap ordered, the order. I could have ordered them anyway, two through eight. But number one uh, was for sure like going to be number one for me because, uh, like a good neighbor, State Farm <laughs> is there. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's neighbor. Yeah, that's neighbor. what I said, neighbor. <laughs> uh. I thought uh, I I love this. I love, I, Ar- love Arnold and yeah, he says instead of an ER ending, he says them with an A ending with neighbor or it's not a tumor or get to the chopper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so a lot of lot of movie references where he doesn't have the ER ending and he has the A ending and um yeah, the state farm safer. Yeah. Like a good neighbor. It's so clever. Um, right. I, I mean, like... I thought they they did a great job, and that that's how you're selling yourself. I, I like it in the Super Bowl. They always bring out a new star. You had Drake from State Farm either last year or two yep. years ago. Now you get Arnold Schwarzenegger, and you get Danny DeVito even. In. Yeah, twins. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I yeah. thought it was awesome. I say State Farm always comes through like with with great commercials. So I I really enjoy them. Um, you know, outside of the Super Bowl too, but of course on the Super Bowl they've done a great job in recent years. Yeah, you are a backstabber. <laughs> it's backstabber. <laughs> it's backstabber. Uh, yeah, that was, yeah, that was lo- love that one. That was I easy. figured that would be your number one. Yeah, as well, easily so. number one for me. Yeah. So any honorable mentions that weren't on my list? Okay, yeah, let me let me go back to let me look at my notes cuz right. yeah, the the other 3 that we didn't copy on, those were on my honorable mentions. Uh yeah, Kia, Duncan. Uh oh, one that I was seriously considering, maybe I should have, maybe I shouldn't have. Um do you remember the apartments commercial? Yeah, with Jeff Goldblum. Je- and- Jeff Goldblum and he's like the, the, the aliens, aliens or whatever. The aliens yeah, right. one. Yeah, uh, I thought that was kind of funny. That was funny, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, but I, I don't know. It was, it was a short, really short commercial, even though it was funny. And mm-hmm. but still a clever idea. Like, oh, one bedroom, uh, two bedroom, uh, not judging. <laughs> and then they, you see the aliens talking. I, I like that yeah, one. Yeah, right. Yeah. I would say, I mean, I don't want to jump. I would just throw it out for worse. I thought Homes.com commercials were stupid. I thought it was a joke at first. I was like, wait, Homes.com is a thing? And they had, like, so many of them with um, Dan Levy and uh, that that girl from SNL. I can't remember her name. I, or Apartments.com. That was so much better than the Homes.com ones. What was that one? Uh, is it Timu? Oh, yeah. We just aired the same show one. like show the same one like four times and it's not even a right. good commercial it's like a normal no it wasn't yeah right i say that right i that think was that was worst. probably the worst just because of how often it got aired um yeah. i guess just for honorable mention in terms of positive one so i was going to put the mountain dew baja blast on here um i decided to take it off it's like i like parts and rack i didn't love it and you know like aubrey plaza and nick offerman like they're great like outside of that but i like the the pairing of them together i like mountain dew i like they're celebrating 20 years of baja blast it's a nice shout out to kenny cashman who's a huge baja blast fan but um (laughs) you know i just barely missed my list and then i did like the verizon commercials with beyonce and uh tony hale like i thought that was that was like interesting it was more just like a wow they got beyonce to do all of this and mm-hmm. she ended up dropping new music so not necessarily the biggest beyonce fan but um i've heard a there was a that telephone part two with lady gaga might be a thing so i don't know i, I mean i'm <laughs> like that's that's interesting it's like verizon can you hear me now like so anyway right. yeah no th- so the three that we didn't match uh, that were on your list, those are my alma mentions up in the apartments of the aliens. The mm-hmm. last one, 
do you remember the the Queen commercial with "Don't Stop Me Now" and it's Pfizer? Oh you yeah, don't remember yeah. One. That that one was solid. Uh, just be like big Queen fan and right because of the music. Yeah, yeah, it was mostly uh-huh. obviously because of the music, but that wasn't top five worthy. But I remember liking that one. I remember because because during the game. I actually make the effort of writing these down, like during the game, right, like, which I ones I like, which ones well. I, which ones uh-huh. I don't like, and I remember writing that one down, but I didn't think it was like worthy to mention, like talking about like top five worthy or anything. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'll say my my number one worst, I think, is one that was actually considered a popular one, and that was the Reese's commercial. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, hated I everyone, that all of us were like, "What? Are, what the fuck are we watching? What is going yeah. on?" And it was like pointing out little things in the background, I, just like. I was looking up, it's like on YouTube. Like there, every, after the Super Bowl is over, on YouTube you'll see top commercials and you right. watch them. And it's like, yeah, I agree with that one. Like not as much as that. Yeah, I felt the same way. I'm like, why the hell is this on the best commercials? I hated that one. Yeah, I, I pro- I that might have been awful. if it weren't for the Timu like showing, yeah, showing that <laughs> like four times. Uh, um, if we were doing a top five of like worst commercials, that would be one. But Reese's, yeah, that might have been one or two for me. Right. <laughs> Between that and Team Move, like yeah, that. I was I was not a fan. I thought that was so weird and strange and uncomfortable. Yeah, I I hated that one. I'm so glad you brought that one up. Right. Yeah, and then I mean, like, I don't know. Part of the reason was also like top five worst. It was like I I don't know that I would necessarily call them like terrible commercials, but like getting the two uh, he gets us Jesus commercials and an RFK president commercial during the Super Bowl. It's like. Yeah, that 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 Jesus one was a little with the 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 feet washing. Yeah, that that the setting <laughs> to, to show yeah. that. I I don't know. That's not. That's well, not I feel like last year they had like four of them, and they're at least kind of normal commercials. This one, it was like I, I out of place. People kind of yeah, roasting them, right? And I, we don't need political ads during the Super Bowl. We get no. enough of those throughout the year. We'll, we'll so. get enough of those the rest of the year. Right, right, and then. Um, an honorable mention here where like I don't necessarily think it's like one of the worst commercials, but it was one of the most disappointing for me. I was really excited when they said that, that Coors Light was bringing back the Silver Bullet Train and we were going to get Love Train song. Love and they train. barely played it. Yeah, right. It's like that was those are so good back in the day, like just yeah. like very happy song, like very fun. And I just I don't know. I didn't think that they I love it I love the ones they where they, they you see them asking questions and then it's a replay of a, a past press conference like oh coach what do you think about um your team heading into the playoffs playoffs oh yeah uh, <laughs> that was Coors Light right oh no was... I got the wrong beer I think was that Coors Light or Bud Light I feel like that was a Bud Light one. Oh my, my bad my bad but a beer commercial <laughs> yeah right that's my I, bad. I actually forgot about those so, there have been so many great beer commercials over the years and I feel like it's rare that you get good ones these days at least yeah. that I would like you know remember and put up there with the, the best of the best but that's also maybe just was, commercials in general. Yeah. Maybe it was Miller Lite. I don't even remember which beer. I'll figure it out afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's actually worth looking into. I do remember a lot of those those commercials. So, um, Anyway, I mean, any other commercials you want to throw out there for best or worst or anything? No, I mean, between? The, the worst ones, again, we wouldn't have come up with a long enough list for because amazingly the commercials weren't terrible this year they're Mm -hmm. again surprisingly more good ones than bad ones but yeah like the Reese's one was horrible um I didn't care for the Mayo one with um, yeah right I didn't like the Hellman's one I didn't like that one either the what's her name uh McKinnon yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't care for that one 
Um, what was another? Bo- the booking.com at Tina Fey. A lot of people seem to like that one. I didn't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I say they've had better ones in the past. Yeah, agree. So those are, see, that's my list of worst ones where like I'm, I passionately hated the two of them. Uh-huh. <laughs> like maybe, but, and then like two that I didn't care for again, but I don't know. The, the what was, it? what's that guy's name from the hangover? Ken Jong. Ken Jong. Yeah. I would say, oh, he, I remember him doing a commercial and finding it interesting. Yeah, the one in the very beginning of the game, uh, whatever that was for. Yeah. Uh, I liked him in The Hangover. <laughs> Anything else, it's kind He's of awesome. He's awesome in Community. Big fan of him okay. in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, actually, I meant to bring this up. Did you watch the um, the like intro that they did for CBS using The Hangover as like a backdrop? So JJ no. Watt tweeted it out. I wasn't watching it live. It was really entertaining. It starts with like Nate Burleson waking up, put his glasses on. It has Ed Helms featuring it. You know, some guys can't handle Vegas, and it's just the whole CBS crew. But instead of losing Doug, they lose JB. So, oh wow! I gotta watch that yeah. then. That's yeah, that I got sounds a good clever. It. It's like four and a half minutes long. But I'll watch it. Yeah. 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 It was. It was. It was worth it. So. I know, because I, I was like looking in a, at J.J. Watt's Twitter because I saw him talk about his hair and how he was like <laughs> going for like the guy fear. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. I love that J.J. Watt put on Twitter that, you know, when people say that like they don't notice your hair, they do. They do. They do. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, he picked the Super Bowl of all times. So I saw 123 million people watch. It's the most watched event since the moon landing, apparently. Not even just compared to past Super Bowls. Like just, just anything, any, anything ever. I guess. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah, t- I mean Taylor Swift sure, has Taylor a part Swift in that. Back. She's, she definitely yeah, has right. some part, some, something to do with that. Yeah, I know. I mean, credit to her. You know, credit to all the, uh, the dads who bonded with their daughters over football this year. Let's hope for uh, their sakes that uh, Travis Kelsey is able to hold her down for seven more months. <laughs> uh, so. It's a wrap on football, unfortunately. I mean, I say that's a wrap on football. We're going to have free agency. I mean, we might talk about the combine if we really feel like it, the draft. Like, there's plenty oh, I mean, of football news. I, I, I hate that. See, I've told I've told you this in the past, Corey, on here. I'll say it again. I, I, I really love the draft, but I hate draft talk. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I am excited to – I am excited to watch the draft and see who goes where, but at the same time, it's like – talking about the draft it's like oh we gotta take this guy he's got he's got crazy athleticism he did this in the 40 he's got this vertical i I don't give a shit see i hate seeing mock drafts it's like we're already seeing so many of them it's like we don't know what's happening with free agency we don't know like there's so much more to play out like what are you doing mel Mel kuyper will put a mock draft of next year after (laughs) the current draft Uh, (laughs) the way way too early like jesus way too early yeah 2025 mock draft yeah now i'm excited for other sports so obviously march madness college basketball like that it's uh, I got two teams that are actually really good now. Gamecocks number eleven in the country. <laughs> Just wow. did not see that coming at all. Yeah, yeah. And then Tar Heels are, are top ten as well. With uh, you know, beat Duke last weekend. Didn't talk about it here. And then. Just apparently multiple players showed up late to the game against Clemson right after that. So I think pardoned a little too hard, but uh, you know, it, it happens there. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited for for you know some of these other sports with college basketball. You know, NBA all-star weekend coming up second half and you know i mean i'm not gonna watch all-star weekend although i'm not gonna maybe watch I w- it either ma- I mean, jalen brown's in the dunk contest he is that would actually be <laughs> worth tuning into see I think. I think the nba needs to realize that 
okay, great. If you've got some guy who does like a 720, they're not going to care if it's just some random Right, random like dude off Diallo. the street but if yeah. you got like a star that does it that actually matter it actually actually matters who does the dunk right i, I think it's the first time there's been an all-star since like 2017 in the dunk contest i don't know who it was but yeah but when you got like obi toppin in the in the yeah, dunk contest right. no one's gonna care yeah you get mac mcclung up from the g league it's kind of that was yeah. fun but also like pat like, Connaughton dressing up as like white man can't jump like that's kind of uh, neat but like, do I really That's care? That's what we're going for. Yeah, right. That's how, how we're getting the, the fans in. So, but, yeah. Hey, pitchers and catchers report spring training soon. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, my God. Full yeah, throttle. Here we come. Yeah. You know, I love I love baseball, like, being like, hey, it's baseball season. Meanwhile, like, there are, like, several top free agents just sitting out there still unsigned because that's rep- how. You- I'm so out of touch with ba- The only time I want to talk about baseball now, Corey, is when I'm pissed. Like about the Red go. Sox or the Hall of Fame now, that's the yeah. only time. That's it's a grind to get something out of me when when it comes to baseball now. With, with like all right, well you <laughs> we you talk- have to watch the uh, the what is it the Red Sox um, hard knocks on Netflix. Oh so my god, you that be too. I gotta watch them lose twice year. a day now. <laughs> <laughs> like they're already like you're watching games. them losing in real life. You're not turning on Nesson. See, I love hard knocks, or you know when they. Uh, when they do the, like the inside stuff with teams, yeah, uh, like the Lions one especially was awesome. It was so good, but oh my god, the Red Sox of now! Like if it was like the Red Sox of like the past, yeah, it would be perfect, right? It's <laughs> like, like 04, all 07, 13. Heck, even twenty twelve with the Bobby Valentine chicken and yeah, beer. Right. I would, I, know I would have been interested to see that. Uh, I know. <laughs> now, say now like, it's just a now it's just a bad, boring team. It's one thing morale, to be bad, but now they're irrelevant. Bad. Right, morale for Red Sox Nation is an all-time low. It's all-time low. And this is it's a team so that went 86 bad. years without winning a World Series. So it's 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 so bad how what it is now. Like the 04 Red Sox will always be my number one team. Right. Yeah. But but like my god, it's just it's it's so they're so irrelevant now. And like the Celtics and Bruins, I'm talking personally now. Like they'll make they'll find a way to lose <laughs> in the playoffs. They always do. But at least they're trying. Uh, at least they're relevant. At least they care. Uh, I don't know. I'm feeling good about the Red Sox. Or sorry, the Red Sox, about the Celtics. The Celtics. The, yeah. yeah the, I mean, the, I'm not going to. Yeah, the Bruins, like, obviously. See, after the last Celtics, year, they're. Gonna... If you watch that Miami game, it, there's still some of the same similarities to last year when they played Miami in the, the playoffs last year, where it's like, oh, they can't close. But they're, they're so much more talented with their starting lineup at least with Porzingis mm-hmm. and Holiday. And you know another thing is like the rest of the league like like who's the next best like Denver probably, right? Uh I'm looking at the standings right now. I mean standings wise, the Minnesota But Timberwolves. Milwaukee is a mess. Yeah, Cleveland is the second seed in the East right now. Minnesota, Oklahoma City, I mean, the Clippers, but I don't take them seriously. They're like the Sixers of the West. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the Knicks had a really good trade deadline. Like they're what I'm trying like, to say is the Celtics could win, and not because of them, but because of everybody else. Right, I would say like uh, there's nobody that I'm like super threatened by right now. Yeah. So we'll see if the Celtics shoot themselves in the foot again, or uh, probably, which will probably <laughs> happen. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. So anyway, you'll get more talk like that in the uh, the coming weeks and months. Here, <laughs> we'll uh, probably have a, a slight pause. You know. Take time off post-football season, but we'll be back soon enough to talk about other sports that um, mean still a lot to us. Um, right. You know, even if they're not football. 
So yeah. So for my co-host Brian Walls, I'm Corner Botney. <laughs>